to know you and your peace. And I thought it'd be really great to have this chat with you. So before we begin, could you introduce yourself? Yeah, so I'm a freelance illustrator. I'm currently based in New York. Um, and most of my illustrations circle around themes of like home and food and culture because it's the thing that I'm most interested in. So when you reached out to me to make an illustration about um, homemade food in Korea, I was very excited because it's exactly the kind of theme that I explore usually. And I'm always will, I'm down to like make more projects out of this. So I was very, I was very excited to hear about it. That's so great to hear because when Harry and I were brainstorming possible illustrators for volume two cover, I actually immediately thought of you. Wow! Yeah, I just thought that because you explore food a lot in your illustration, and you also have woman at the forefront, which fits so perfectly with Choa's mission. I thought you'd be the right artist to reach out to, and we were so happy that you agreed to do the illustration for us. Um, I'm curious what the process has been in creating that piece and just you know your interpretation of Chipap. Before I started um, living by myself, living away from family back in South Korea, um, chipbap used to be food that my mom made for our family. And she is a very professional cook, I'd say. Like her, the food that she makes is the best. I think I prefer it to restaurant food because she puts so much effort and love into it. And she makes these really good traditional Korean food that is, I don't think you don't really find it in restaurants anymore. Um, And then finally moving to Portland, Oregon for college and then living by myself, chipbap was really just survival food. <laughs> I was trying to save money. I remember first semester of college, I was only eating potatoes and eggs because I didn't know how to spend money on groceries. Um, later on, it became more of a method to gather up my friends to cook something for them or with them. And it's a really great way for me to connect with people um, and to share, I think it's a way for me to also show affection mm-hmm. to like feed someone the food that I made by myself. And there's also joy in like learning recipes um, based on my, my childhood memories and um, the things that my mom used to cook or my grandmother used to cook. And there's joy in finding ways to like cook it myself and then getting the flavor to be closer and closer to what they used to make. So that's kind of like what chipbap means to me. So when I was drawing the illustration... I was kind of portraying chipbap what it means for me like right now. Mm-hmm. So away from home and making it myself with my group of friends. So it's not like perfect, really hard to make like fancy food or anything. It's just food you just make as like a potluck or with a group of people and maybe not even in your home country, um, but like just sharing with people. I really love compositions where you get a glimpse into someone's private lives. Mm. So I really like compositions where it showcases the inside and the outside of a space at the same time. Um, So the composition came to me pretty immediately because that's what I've been wanting to draw for a while anyway. Mm -hmm. That's so interesting because when I saw your illustration, something that I was thinking about was this kind of contrasting idea of chipbap where Chip, which means home, it's such an intimate, personal setting. Whereas when we think about chipbap, even for myself, it's such a 
communal collective thing where you know we're all sitting at the table sharing panchan sharing jjigae with each other mm. so it's really interesting yeah. um what the idea of chipap is where it's really intimate yet it's really mm. all about sharing and being together yeah yeah it's intimate and yet it's how do i say i feel like it takes a lot of effort when you when you start cooking learning to cook yourself you realize how much effort it is to not only just feed yourself like that's already hard enough but to like set up a table so that it's for multiple people to eat at the same time um it takes a lot of planning and a lot of like prep in advance and i feel like all that like you realize like what your parents have done for you especially your mom when cooking it's like all goes into all all this like thought and time that goes into planning this um and if that's not love it's like what else and then just yesterday actually i invited a few of my friends for korean food potluck or i cooked some korean food for them and we just talked about how food is such an intimate thing mm-hmm. and i feel like the labor that goes into it isn't really appreciated because it's something that we need every day um and sometimes you just eat it fast and it's just sustenance do you have a favorite meal that you like to cook for your friends or just for others i think oh well yesterday because to celebrate the colder seasons here <laughs> i cooked um sogogi bukguk so like the beef and radish soup i found some daikon radish at the farmers market which is kind of hard to find here because they all usually just have the the western kind of radishes So I like bought a bunch of those, <laughs> made some soup. Um, I also just make a whole tub of curry. <laughs> I make a lot of curry to like put on top of the rice, and I feel like it's that's easy to share as well. Going back to what you were saying before about how learning Korean food was really about survival, and you want to hone your skills, um, or like the taste, so that it's similar to your mom's cooking. I'm wondering how that journey translates in your illustrations. Oh yeah, I grew up watching it's sad to say but like the male members of the family don't really participate in making any of these elaborate meals on like Chuseok or like Seolnar like all those like celebratorial holidays where the whole group of women have to like get together to make meals for a large group of families and growing up watching that I've always appreciated and like I was in such a awe of how orderly everyone was and how everyone just seemed to know what part to take in like making all these meals and growing up learning about how it was deemed so normal for everyone to have their own homemade kimchi in like the 80s and the 70s in Korea and no one ever thought of like buying store bought kimchi before but you realize how much labor that goes into making kimchi actually it's like It's a fer- it's like a preparation and fermentation process that takes over like months in reality, right? It's like it's like one of those foods that actually takes so much effort to make. And now like store-bought kimchi is are everywhere and it's just not the same as my grandma's yeah. kimchi. <laughs> But you also realize how much labor that goes into her into like her mm-hmm. trying to make kimchi for like our entire family. You realize that the things that taste that good, it just doesn't come just naturally at like a factory it just doesn't happen very easily i realized so much of korean food is something that requires a lot of time of waiting like tenjang and kimchi 
um, even just like normal food, like dried fish and whatnot, all those ingredients. I feel like if I were to try to make the same food here, it would cost so much because the the materials, the ingredients for the food would cost so much here. Whereas in Korea, it's just part of the culture to have these ingredients for affordable prices, I guess. Yeah, um, or you would already have it in your fridge or like your cabinet. Right, it's just, it's just so there. It's just part of the culture. For me, um, food in general is also just like source of like comfort. And I think I honestly do a lot of stress eating myself where I feel relieved when I eat like good food. And I feel like that's how I reward myself after a hard day in general. So it like takes up a lot of my headspace, like thinking about oh, what, what am I going to eat for lunch? Like I have to reward myself. <laughs> what am I going to eat for dinner? Um, and then also learning how to cook myself, I realized how much of a creative process it is, really. Mm-hmm. A part of it is that you really have to follow the recipe, but a part of it, you eventually realize that you have to kind of know what would taste good with what eventually, and then just follow your gut instinct to like make it the way you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I like celebrating that kind of cooking process in my artwork because I think it's not celebrated enough because it's so much of our part of our mundane life. It's like very much like the Ratatouille movie where it's like it's more than survival. It's like celebratorial. <laughs> it's art. Yes. Um, and I really believe that. It's like it can be so much fun and such a great way for you to take your mind off of other things and just purely think about making this food that it's not like a sculpture. It's something that you eat and it's gone and becomes part of your body. I feel like it's such an interesting concept to like put so much effort into making food every day that is almost like a piece of artwork, like especially what my mother and my grandmother makes. And then it's just gone within one meal or two meals. Um, and be- but it becomes a part of your body, which is really important, right? Mm, I really like that idea of thinking of food or chipbap making process as such a creative artistic process. And just thinking about the idea of celebratory, I feel like that's so present in your mm-hmm. illustration, even just from the vibrancy of the colors and just kind of embedding that idea of togetherness where it really is about being with others and sharing, not just the food, but sharing a space, sharing a moment where we all kind of come together to have a really nice time eating a nice meal. Um, One thing I was really curious about that I really wanted to ask you when I first saw your illustration was why you decided to put the two pigeons and the mouse eating kimbap together. (laughs) Yeah, so um, like I said, this illustration of chipbap was very much based on my current idea of what chipbap is, which is mm. me living in Brooklyn, <laughs> where all the old dirty buildings are, <laughs> and where you get to see lots of rats on the street, along with pigeons mm. who don't really run away because they're so used to humans. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they are eating pizza on the street. So it's like real life comedy on the streets. Um, so I was just portraying kind of the reality here. And if they had a roll of kimbap to themselves, they would totally be eating it. So you already kind of mentioned this already, but is there anything particular that you wanted to portray with this particular illustration? I think whenever I make an illustration, I think I hope that people feel like um, they feel a little joy in the illustration, obviously, but also that 
maybe they're a little bit representative in the way that, oh, I've done that before. Like I remember, or so that they can relate to the illustration in a way that is positive or warm, like where they can remember some good memories from the image that they're seeing. I think that's something I would always want people to feel when they're looking at my illustration. I wish there was more appreciation for food that is just everywhere around us, especially like I feel like living in a city, you're so used to ordering food and it's just in like a package. Um, but when you actually have to cook for yourself, you realize how much effort goes into it. Um, and at first it can feel like such a chore, like such a waste of time even, because sometimes mm -hmm. when you cook something yourself, it doesn't even taste that good. But I feel like once you get to a point where you can like your own, the food that you make and you practice enough, it, be, it can become such, a, such an art and such a way for you to share. Um, it's like a way for you to communicate your affection towards people that you share your food with as well. And I feel like, I don't know, I don't know what's, what's better than like a well-cooked meal with your group of friends. I don't, I don't think there's any better gift than that. <laughs> Yeah, there's definitely a lot of care when you're cooking a meal for someone. There's so much care in the entire process of, you know, going grocery shopping, um, cleaning the vegetables, mm -hmm. chopping, boiling, the entire cooking to presentation process has so much care. And you feel that when you're, when someone cooks a meal for you. But again, like it's a lot of effort as well. Oh yeah, it is a lot of effort, but I feel like it is definitely worth, for me, I don't, I also don't, I'm not someone who cooks like fancy meals every day, <laughs> but I try to, I feel like if every couple of months, I try to make sure that I have, I cook, I like I want to cook something for my group of friends. And luckily, I guess the kind of person that I am, I have gathered a group of friends who also like to cook for each other. Mm. <laughs> so we we've eventually kind of done this thing where for every holiday, um, especially like in the past with like Chuseok mm. and um, I guess the lunar Umir, um, we like gathered once again to like do a potluck. Um, and we've been, we've been trying to do that every year, whenever, if it's like a day to just celebrate like potluck stuff. Mm. No matter, And it also costs a lot. Homemade food, if you're trying to make like really good food, like with good meat, I know it costs a lot, but I feel like it's still totally like worth dividing up the money to like eat homemade food mm -hmm. um, and just like going to a restaurant, which is also fine. But just occasionally, I think it's still nice to like know how to feed yourself and also feed people around you. I think it's just such a nice skill to have. Mm -hmm.